Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Dreamers. After finally making it to Brookhaven and tying up a few loose ends, Viper and the gang head over to Hot Apothecary, where they meet Millie, no, not that one, as well as Viper's dad and stepmom who run the shop. However, they are then attacked by a gang of thugs. That is, until Bearman appears and takes them out. Disappearing mysteriously into the mist, the gang settles in for the night and prepares for the day ahead. I do declare, your honor is back in session. You all spend the next hour or two having dinner with the Hales. The potato soup is heavenly and quickly followed by a delightful devil's food cake. Millie helps clean up the table as Winston waits by a sink to receive the dishes. Delia walks you all back out into the store area of Hot Apothecary on the first floor, and she wraps up a story. And so I told Jerry, get out of here, you little scamp. And that's the last I saw of him. (laughs) Thank you for the cake. You you know you didn't have to make that on our account. Oh, it was in the oven long before you arrived, Nessa. You can't even pretend that it was for my arrival. I, well, she just does like a little zipper motion and <laughs> stops talking. I have to say that was a great meal. Thank you very, very much. Oh, you're very welcome, Victoria. And Victoria slash Jessica has been doing a different voice throughout the meal. <laughs> just as a reminder. <laughs> just completely just forgot. Just in case you forgot from last episode. I was hoping you would forget. <laughs> By the way, is the store still in disarray? No, the, the store, well, it's not pristine yet, but the major disarray has been picked up. Cool. I will look for the magical bath bomb section that, upon soaking, will, like, give you a temporary stat boost. Oh, Viper, darling, do you need anything? Oh, uh, don't mind me. I I was just going to buy a couple things. Oh, you know we won't take your money here. Please, you know that I I just want to help and to just take things for free. It's not fair. we're doing just fine. Take whatever you need. (sighs) All right, well... (sighs) Can I at least buy something for my friends? No. <laughs> and Viper will pick a pretty green bath bomb begrudgingly and put it in her pocket. Does that mean okay. you're giving away things to for free for the friends? 
Oh. Uh, <laughs> um. I can't. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't work under these circumstances. I don't know. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't either. That's why I'm scared. So what, what are you in need of, Victoria? Please help yourself. I believe my friend was looking for a spell book, but I know Dad slaves over those, so please at least let us leave money in the tip jar. Viper, please roll an insight check for me. Gladly. 22. You immediately see your sister, Millie, kind of look dejected at the fact that you have forgotten that you asked her to work on one for Victoria and she had agreed to. (gasps) You know, on second thought, I know that Millie had promised she would be working on one. So um, we can take a hold on that, Mom. She smiles and you see her clutch something. She has like a little, it's not really a purse. It's more of like a satchel. It's more spacious and more practical. Um, But you see her smile and she kind of grips something inside of her satchel. And Millie, have you got something there? Yeah, um, sorry. I I was going to wait to give it to you later. But um, Miss Victoria, I, uh, I, I made something for you. And you see she steps forward. Delia smiles and puts a hand on Winston and says, let's get you ready for bed, old man. Hmm? He goes, well, I'm not that old. He comes over. He gives Viper a kiss on the forehead. And he says, sorry to interrupt, Millie, darling. Uh, will you all be staying tonight? Um, I mean, we don't want to impose, but if you're offering, uh, we would be happy to we, stay. We have your old room. That can probably fit, too. We can uh, bring the pull-out couch out, and uh, that can probably fit... Uh, two, three, if you're close. Oh, that would be absolutely scrumptiliumptious if you could That would be, be so wonderful. Kind. You remind me so much of a dear old friend of mine. Uh, we went to school together by the name of Hallwinter. <laughs> that would be wonderful, Father. I think we would be happy to stay. And I, I kind of look at the party members to see if they agree. Jessica wiggles her eyebrows and gives a thumbs up. Happy's a strong word. Neutral to stay. Uh, I would be happy to stay. All right, darling. Um, well, Delia and I, why, why, don't, why don't we go and start setting everything up for them? And, uh, well, you know your way around, Nessa. And he, he kind of gives you like a loving squeeze on the shoulder. And you see he takes Delia's hand and Delia begins to lead him up the stairs. And then Millie, having been interrupted, is just kind of, like, off in the corner. She had started to talk, and now, like, you can tell she's not ready to, like, start talking again. Go ahead, Millie, darling. Okay, um, so, uh, uh, Victoria, I didn't have a lot of time to work on it, but, okay, first, um, well, um, first, like, what's your favorite book? I'd have to say it's probably the, um... The Pocket Full of Dead Fish is a novel. So conceited. Okay, great. Um, and she smiles. She comes up to you, Jessica, plucks a hair off your head, <laughs> turns around, and you see she starts fiddling with something, and her hands glow as you hear something. It's kind of like the sound of leather stretching. And when she turns back, she is holding a copy of A Pocket Full of Dead Fish in her hands. And she says, ta-da! Oh my goodness. Viper starts clapping. That is just amazing! And Jessica's gonna start clapping. And, like, she's so impressed that she kind of forgets to do any voices. And she's like, oh, well, 
you know, screw it, you know, we don't need to do those silly voices anymore. This is how I actually speak. Hi there. <laughs> I'm Victoria. Nice to meet you. Why are you lying to me? That's the silliest voice of them all. <laughs> oh, you're a quick one, aren't you? I like you. I, I like, I, I really like this one. I really, really like this one. <laughs> okay, well, um, it's a special kind of spell book that I've been working on, and I think I finally got it right. Or, well, uh, maybe not right, but like close enough at least. So it's called the duplicit the the duplicitous Ooh. manuscript. Duplicitous. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> Jesus. Jessica, when you grab the spell book, while you can actually see it to be a spell book, everyone around you will only see it as a hardcover copy of the pocket full of dead fish. Incredible. Oh my gosh. Lee, that's amazing. You're getting so good. Thanks. Sooner or later, you'll take over all the spellbook production of the store. <laughs> no, I won't. Stop. Yes, you will. Okay. Well, um, the illusion is should probably help you avoid any mishaps so you don't lose your books again. Thank you. That will be most helpful. Yeah. It's very thoughtful, Millie. But also, like, when you get more attuned to it, um, it should assist you in casting your own illusions. Uh, uh, don't mind the scribbles, please. And as you open the book, Jessica, you see writings and notice that the book already contains a couple of spells. It contains hallucinatory terrain, major image, mirror image, mislead, Nistel's magic aura, phantasmal force, and silent image. So Jessica's going from a murderer to a liar. <laughs> She's been both the whole time. Wasn't I? I was going to I was going to say nothing new about it. Furthermore, the book has 3 charges which are regained every day at dawn. You can expend a charge to do one of two things. You can either spend 1 minute replacing one of your prepared spells with an illusion spell from this book. Or, when a creature is making an investigation or saving throw against one of your illusions, you can impose disadvantage on that check. Viper will uh, pick Millie up and kind of spin her around, and her little snakes <laughs> will give her kisses on the face. Stop. <laughs> like, you are so talented. I do hope that you keep a little copy or something of one of your creations, because you're sure to get into any wizarding school you want with this talent. Have you ever considered being an entrepreneur? Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. It ju it's just like, you know, you, you work, you, you do your own business. We, we have a little program. I, I, we have someone that we're mentoring right now, but we love to help you. One of my business associates, my, uh, my business associates, what, what, yeah, he, uh, he pays a fund uh, for my, my sister, she, there's a foundation for her to help young, talented people such as yourself. Maybe when you're older, you could apply. I think that would be wonderful. And she looks at you and she goes, Um, this is gonna sound crazy, but can you hear me out, please? Of course, I'm listening. I love hearing out crazy ideas. I listen to Thomas all the time. <laughs> Ignoring that. Can... Can I come with you? Oh, that's not a good idea. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you see everyone in the group just like, oh no, uh, ooh, oh, no. uh, but I'm, I'm exhausted, so I'm actually gonna go take a nap. You guys have a great time with this conversation. Yep, Monique literally sprints up the stairs. Uh, you get the feeling she is very uncomfortable with this situation, and kind of honestly, anytime Millie's talking, Monique just like she looks oh. like one of those people who just does not know how to deal with children. That that tracks. Oh. That well, tracks. I, I, I don't think I don't. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't think that's my situation, but I am definitely just like okay. Well, this seems like a more familial thing. Tonica just goes like, "Why would you want to go to a funeral?" No, I think she meant like more in like a general sense of like joining us for a longer term adventure. Yes, Millie, you must do exactly everything we say, though. Would you like to be one of my assistants? Thomas, yeah. no, no, no. Hold on, Thomas. You're not roping my sister into an assistance contract. Why don't you follow everyone else upstairs? You know, Millie, I knew a Millie once. When you say that second Millie, Thomas, one of your metacarpals in your hand explodes into a shatter of bones. Oh my god! Why don't you all go upstairs and I will continue talking to Millie down here. That sounds like a great plan. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I I think I should follow Barbara because, like, she likes to, she needs, she, oh, wait, no, wait. <laughs> I didn't mean Barbara. I meant. You know, I, th- I think I'm getting a call. I, I, I better go. I meant B. <laughs> yeah. B's going to need my help with, with, with oiling herself. And, and uh, Jessica is going to run up into the stairwell. Yeah, like, uh, like, 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 Victoria said, just gotta get that oil. Oh, hey, Tyronicus, you coming or what? Yep, yep, I'm, I'm gone. You see, like, a little tiefling tail, like, tantalizingly <laughs> doing, like, a finger come here motion out of the edge oh, of the stairs. Tyronicus, like, stumbles up the stairs. He's, like, sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas is still like in the room holding his hand, but he's alone now, and it's just like, oh, okay, Thomas, we'll, um, we'll see you in a, li- a little bit. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will sit down with Millie on the step. Now, what did you want to talk about? Do you want to... Why do you want to come with me? Isn't it, like, obvious? Like, you know, I think what you do is badass. <laughs> and and now there's, there's this bear guy out there. Mm-hmm. And everyone at school is talking about how the court system is, like, this dysfunctional mm-hmm. but you know there's people like you out there making the real difference and I want to help you oh Millie that's lovely and wonderful and you know in a few years you will do just that but right now you have a job here you can be out in the world protecting you know random citizens and doing work outside Mum and Dad need your protection here. If you leave, then who will be left to to guard the shop, to guard them from the robbers that came yesterday? They need you here. I wasn't much help during that. Oh, that's not true. That was, you know, a lot of us were just not prepared for the bear man to come. But you seem to know a lot about him, don't you? Um, not that much, just a little bit. I mean, you know more than we did, that's for sure. But you are very talented, and you will make such a difference in this world. But right now, Mum and Dad need you here to protect them. I would love to take you with me. Nothing would make me happier. 
but I would be remiss if I left Mum and Dad here alone. The only reason I felt comfortable leaving when I did was because I knew you were here to protect them. Really? Of course. Millie, you are talented and strong and you will be a powerful sorceress. As if you're not powerful enough already as you are. Then could I at least have like... Like, do you need anything? Could I have like a secret mission or something? Oh, Millie, that would be wonderful. How about this? My snakes are going to shed soon. When they're in the cold and traveling through winter, it gets really hard for them to do what they need to do, you know? Sometimes they need to coil themselves or they need to eat or they even might need to protect me in certain situations. Do you think you could make me a head wrap of sorts that would keep them warm in arctic temperatures? Yeah, yeah, I could I could work on something like that. Dad wanted to teach me how to knit. That would be wonderful. Oh my goodness. And you know, if you have more time, you know how much I love jewelry that can hold some snake venom. Okay. Um And can I ask you one more thing? Of course. And she kind of looks around. She goes, "You're not really a reclaimer, are you?" She looks around, and she holds out her pinky, and says, What I'm about to tell you is top secret, Okay. cannot leave this room. Okay. The secrets I'm about to entrust with you are very important. She She's gripping your pinky with hers. No, I'm not a reclaimer. And I wink at her, but I do things reclaimers can't. Oh, like what? Well, you know how reclaimers are only stationed in one location? Yeah. I can travel all over the world to do what I do. That's pretty cool. What's like the coolest place you've ever been? I have been to an island. Have you ever seen the ocean, Millie? Um, I've been to like the rivers. I've seen the ocean and it's beautiful. There was one day when I was traveling, and I came across these fantastical creatures that were terrifying. They had long tentacles and beaks, and they flew. Oh, goodness, it was terrifying and yet exhilarating at the same time. So no, I may not be a reclaimer, but I still reclaim territories as I go. I just get to travel. Uh, what are you, Viper? This whole time, Thomas has just been, like, standing on the staircase and has not yeah. actually left and is just, like, <laughs> watching. watching. Te- like, it's, like, peeking. You just see, like, the, his eyes and the top of his head. <laughs> you creep. Uh, Thomas, do you actually ask that? I'm going to keep my mouth shut, but I heard everything. Okay. So, Thomas, while you're hearing that, let's see what you're hearing through your other ear hole. Uh, what's going on upstairs, everyone? <laughs> Sorry, I almost, I almost, I, I, I slipped up there a bit, but I, I, I promise I'll be better in the future. Uh, no, no, being. it's, it's. Um, where's your oil can? I, I'll oil you up. Mm, <laughs> I, I, Jess, you know, you know, I don't actually need like oil, right? You know, that's like, you know, I'm okay. Oh, I, I. You know that, okay. right? Okay. I, no, I mean, yeah, no, that's not that's not a thing. I, I thought we I'm were just. I'm so sorry. I, I, you know, no, no, I, I thought I, I thought you just wanted to make it like a quick getaway. So I thought that's what you would do. I, had, I didn't know you were serious. As I, a we, child, I read this wonderful little um, novel. Well, it's, it's it's a series of novels, but there's one that kind of is like a, it stands above the rest. It was like the 
the the the Wizard of Flo- Florida. Uh huh. And it's it, it's about this girl who lives in the Sunder, and she she falls she she gets swept up in a storm, and she's sent to this magical place called Florida. I think I think specifically they talk about this place called Disney. Or something oh. like that. No, I don't know. It's it's I, like this magical kingdom or something. And she is, it, is this like a fictional she, book? Is this like yeah, is, yeah? No, no. It's a it's a piece of fiction. And like oh, it, okay, they, okay, uh, okay. they she gets swept up and she she meets these three people and one of them one of them is a warforged. Uh, oh, I just went to your accent there. That for you some. did. No, it's a, it was nice. It's <laughs> one of them is a one of them is a warforged, <laughs> and um and uh, and he he needs an oil can in the book. So obviously this author. Um, did not do a lot of research. No, um, I, I, it's 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 truly it's okay. I mean, I, hey, hey, I'm really sorry to interrupt this very oh. uh, important conversation. No, please come in. How long have you been here? Are people just in rooms and not saying they're in rooms? Oh, or is oh, it just, are you guys? Uh, we're in the living room on a pull-out couch. Oh, unless unless you guys are in the bathroom right now, in which case I'll take back what I said. No, you, you're good. I. I don't know. We really didn't paint a picture. Uh, Where's my uncle? Is he in the floorboards? Where is he? When did you, Thomas? What are you? Where is I'm on everyone? On the stairs. <laughs> down, down here. You have the thought. Where's my uncle? And you turn to see Richard is also eavesdropping on the stairwell. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. Nephew. Uncle. Yeah, um, we can we can help with the pull-out couch. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jessica starts taking off cushions off the couch. And he takes one tentacle and just with one swift motion pulls out the couch. <laughs> Not you're getting good at that. You you getting you've got a strong pullout game. I've got to tell you. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Clean. That was a good one. That was I gotta right. say. Uh um, Monique, Terodicus, are you guys okay there? Oh. And he like bangs on the bathroom door. They've got a weak pullout game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that is that all we hear? <laughs> yep. Yep. <clears throat> Yep, we're fine. Oh. Yeah, sorry, just uh, just washing my makeup off. Jessica turns to Barb and goes, you know what they're doing? Uh, they're helping each other with a nice little whore's bath. You know what that is? It's just, it's just the, it's just the pits, tits, and bits. Oh my. Muffled from the stairwell, you hear a, damn it. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> it's because they couldn't overhear what I was whispering. <laughs> Nephew, do you think I still stand a chance with you? <laughs> Thomas punches a hole in the wall because he couldn't hear something. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there's a lot going on here, and I'm just going to say what I was going to say. Please. I I need to go back to group shit's brew to uh, check in with a couple of the people there because I wasn't supposed to be gone this long, and then I got abducted on the way back and, you know, all of that. So I'm Uh going to go check in with them over there. Um... I just wanted to say, if you guys are interested, we're going to be having Twix's funeral tomorrow at the Flood of Angels Memorial. I will be there. Oh, of course. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all going to be there. Of course. Okay. Um, well, I'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you so much for helping me. Um, I- yeah, I'm just going to... I just got to go take care of some business stuff. Sure. You go be the best entrepreneur you can be. Bob is gonna grab Kip's hand, and be like, "Hey, just remember, if you, if you need anything, you can always ask. All right, you don't, you don't gotta do, you don't have to do it alone. Okay." Thank you, Barbara. Sure. All right. 
And he slithers, I guess, down the stairs. Millie and Viper will, like, make space for him. It was really nice to meet you, Millicent. And he holds out a hand. Millie shakes it, and he says, uh, Oh, Viper, uh, I don't know if you want to come, but we're going to be doing a funeral tomorrow, so maybe I'll see you there. I will be there, absolutely. Okay, um, yeah. Do you, do you need anything? Uh, no, uh... I think I'm okay. Thank you. I'll see you in the morning then. Or you're welcome to come back here after you're done with whatever business you need to attend to. All right. Thank you. Of course. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thomas, you hear people walking towards the stairs. I bolt up. Up the stairs. (laughs) Roll a dexterity check as Richard is in your way. Uh, I'll push him. Should be a strength check. Uh, 18. (laughs) You push Richard down the stairs. You shove him aside and Richard just barely manages to grab onto the handrail. Um, Viper, you definitely hear that. And you hear people scrambling up the stairs. Barb and Jess, you're in the middle of your conversation as you see the skeleton and Richard bust out of the stairwell. Uh, Viper is going to like hold Millie's hand tighter and be like, um, Edgeworth, what is the meaning of this? What? Are you all right? Yes. Were you- Are you all right? Were you spying? Um, no. You're a terrible liar. Your mom is a terrible liar. Whoa, My whoa, mom whoa, gave whoa, you the best whoa. potato soup of Bob your life that. tonight. Barb is coming downstairs and be like, hey, hey, how dare you? How dare you? We have been welcomed into this, into this home with food and love and care, and that's what, no. And she's gonna grab his, grab him by the ear and start ah! pulling him up the stairs to your room. Let's go. Come on, and starts pulling oh. him up. Are you coming with me? <gasps> I'm dropping you off. I admire your build. Thank you. All right. Um, to save more awkward conversation, um, does anyone? Why don't we get some blankets? You know, to make sure everyone's situated for bed. I'll go get Millie off to bed and then um, we can get some rest, yeah? Yes, please. Monique finally walks out of the bathroom. She goes, yeah, some rest sounds good to me. All right. um, Does anyone need any water or anything? I think Monique does. I will take some refreshment. Monique. Monique needs water. Okay, can we... Yes, yes, your point has been made. Has it? Are you sure? Yes. Viper will just, like, look at Richard in, like, a... What is your deal, man? And and don't forget, um, you might need to go back into the bathroom and pee afterwards, because I... Because that you need to make sure that you don't. Um, Viper you know. will cover Millie's ears as she leads her to her room. It's never, it's never too early to learn the safe practices. All right, it's, it's, it's. Come that's, on. That, that sure is right. That I, is the know, pals code. You know. Just gotta say. That's all we gotta say. There's no the judgment. Ol- the only yeast I want is in my sourdough. Okay. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. What is this podcast? Anyway. I'm exhausted. <laughs> nephew, nephew, how much damage can your teeth inflict? <laughs> oh, I'm hiding in a little bedroom. I, I, I ran up the stairs. Oh, no, no, no. You don't get a little bedroom. You're in this with us with the pull-out couch situation. You are completely here. Thomas is squeezed into a cupboard like a coffin. <laughs> That's exactly where I am, yes. Just how I like it. <laughs> and with that, you may all long rest. <laughs> Thank you, God. Screaming and crying of survivors, the Drimbus has unfortunately laid waste to the entire city. The Haftermath 
is immeasurable. This, this is the Halftime Ad with Nikki B. Just like old times, eh, Scruff? I can almost feel the wind in my fur. I can barely even tell you the disembodied spirit of my now dead canonical pet hamster. Feels like you're just my good old canonical pet hamster again. Just a man and his hamster on a motorcycle, taking on the open road in a quest for vengeance while listening to some sweet, sweet Drimbus bonus content. Ah, it's getting good. Turn it up. Okay, everyone except Ralph. Ralph is still, like, roaring at the crowd. (laughs) Raging. Notices that that servant, the half-elf that drugged the aardvark, is back. I guess I'm on stage, so I can't do anything, but I glance at my party members to see if they notice, and I guess I see their faces, and I, like, I don't know, like, look back and forth, and I'm like, go, grab him, I don't know. You see he's, like, kind of nervously looking around. Uh, as he approaches where the Iron Maidens are resting. Oh, shit. Andrea wants to go over to him and put her arm around his shoulders and direct (laughs) up a conversation. I'm not going to lie. It might help us if they get hurt because then it might be easier for us. But also you should stop them. Don't say that. Don't say that. Can sing too. He's a good singer, little Ralph. I learned it at the place where I learned things, and I love all my friends. I'm Ralph. Roll once again with me. Ralph starts singing, and the audience is like, "Yeah!" Oh my god. Andrew's doing exactly what she said, though. Yes. Man, I've been loving this series. Me too. So glad you got me that annual subscription to the Dungeons & Trimbus Patreon at patreon.com slash How could I not? Bonus content, beta testing the upcoming Trimbus TTRPG, sneak peeks, sneak peeks of what they're working on next, games with the cast, and more. Don't forget the Discord. How could I? All my best buddies, Queso Loco, Jerry Benetados, Victoria Madrid, Greta and Beignet, Alex Gapes My Ass, Ace Andrews, Regina Russell, Salty, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, NB Star, Doubtful Guest, Michael Richters, Davis Walton, Danny Dewdrop, Myth Mouse, Callie Wolf, Brandon M. Bishop, Bridge, Twiglets, Joanna, Westberger, Stan Sitzman, Scrambles, The Death Dealer, Aaron Adams, Nathan Mesner, Ruth Anatos, Morgan Lawson, Stoner Panda, Melissa Rain, Hansational, Butts of Plenty, The Lone Trumpeter, Normally Me, Dane Kohlhoff, Loon, Luna, The State of Alaska, Faust, The Heavenly Demonic Monster, and Mosh Coffee. Damn, it feels good to be a patron. Is that? A day passes. On the dawn of the 11th of winter, all of you rise and head out to the Flight of Angels Memorial to attend the funeral of Twig's Scattle. Joining you are Dart, McNeil, and Pollyanna. The Fearbold, uh, who served oh, the coffee yeah. at the yeah, at the courthouse, as well as a series of other orcs you haven't met before, 
One bears long mutton chops and a top hat. The other is wearing some snazzy ponce and leans heavily against a walker. A third still is in a vest, a button-up shirt with rolled-up sleeves, and has a stunning beard and mustache. Kit thanks them for coming before stepping up to the podium, before the beautiful, sleek black coffin in which Twigs lays. The sides have detailed etchings that are subtle but elegant. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm not very good at this. Uh, Twigs usually told me to let him do the talking, but uh, uh, I try my best. Twigs Scattle was a good, a complicated man. Let's be honest, he could be a bit of an asshole, especially to me. <laughs> but it came from his strong uh, convictions, as he called them. Twigs loved what he did, and he loved a couple of very special people. I like to think that I was one of them. And if he loved you, he would do anything for you. I mean it. After after my sister died, Twigs and I got a lot closer. And I could really see that love. The man wanted what was best for me. And sometimes he'd get mad if I didn't see things exactly the way he did. But uh, he was always looking out for me. And honestly, he was funny. Like, really funny. <laughs> I loved watching people with him. Hearing the sassy things he would say about other people. <laughs> I wish I'd gotten more time with that side of him. I wish more people had seen that side of him at all. Uh, truth be told... I was worried we wouldn't have many people here today. And then I remembered his fencing group, and he looks towards the orcs. Uh, he loved you guys too, so thank you for being here. But, uh, the one person that Twigs loved the most in this world, and he looks over his right shoulder toward a beautifully decorated headstone a few feet away, was my sister. And, uh, now he won't have to be apart from her for much longer. Twigs, my friend, you were a bastard. But you were my bastard. <laughs> and, uh, I... I will always be your buffoon. I love you. Thank you for coming after me. And, uh... I'll try to make you proud. Both of you. And Kit steps down from the podium as the funeral director steps back up. The three orcs dab their eyes with handkerchiefs, almost in very slow unison, as you hear the director then ask, uh, Would anyone else like to say a few words? Jessica's going to... Um slowly get up from her seat and she'll walk up to the podium and um, she'll kind of just take a moment to like look at the casket she takes a breath 
hold any more. The pipes, the pipes are calling from glen to glen and down the mountainside. The summer's gone and all the roses fallen. It's you, it's you must go and I must bide. So you was gonna cast a uh, minor illusion and like put music behind that's just it. Oh. But come ye back when summer's in the meadow or when the valley's hushed white with snow. It's I'll be here in sunshine or in shadow. Oh, Danny boy, oh, Danny boy, I love you so. Goodbye, friend. And then Jessica's going to um, return to her chair and sit down. The orcs take turns giving very short, terse stories about twigs as the funeral proceeds. Eventually, as the afternoon begins to creep up on you, the ceremony begins to draw to a close. Can all who are willing please assist us in laying twigs to rest? You see the three orcs step up and take hold of grips on their side of the coffin, as does Kit on your side. Viper steps up to help. Jessica will as well. Bob will also step up to help. Okay. Ah, fine. I'll help. (laughs) I would help, but y'all kind of (laughs) talk. Richard steps up to help, but there's not much more space to grab on. So he's kind of like when there's too many people carrying a table, he's just kind of barely touching it. (laughs) And the funeral director says, Twigs, Scottle. May flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. And the coffin is lowered as you all take turns adding to the dirt atop it until Twigs is gone. Once that's over, everyone kind of disperses a bit and you see Kit in front of the headstone as he lays a hand on it and takes a deep breath. He turns to Jessica and he says, it was Crotton's fault he died, right? Um, in, in, in a way, yes, because of just the circumstances of trapping people on the island and all that. But, um, it was, uh, it was just a, a horrific accident in the end. And Crotton's already dead, right? Yes, yeah. Then I want to find whoever's in charge. And I want to bring him to justice. Death is too easy. He looks to Twigs' headstone, and then to Cat's. I don't want these LOC bastards to know a second of rest. I want them to live with the pain of seeing everything taken from them. Yeah. Me too. And Jessica will put her arm around Kit. Um, and just stand with him. We'll bring them to justice, Kit. Don't worry. 
We're better. Alright. We have work to do, right? Yes. A lot. Yeah, we do. Pollyanna said she could take care of my responsibilities at the time being. I want to come with you. You're always welcome, kid. As you guys are having this conversation, you guys are beginning to walk out of the cemetery. And you see Dart McNeil appear. And he kind of stops you for a second. He says, hey, uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, Kit said you were heading out of town after this. That's right. Great. Okay, uh, sorry. Do you mind giving me a ride to the courthouse? I gotta meet with my parole officer. I don't see why not. And Viper kind of looks around to get, like, confirmation from the group. Amanda is getting a very sus feeling, but, uh, I mean, I could be wrong. That's just how I feel. Whatever y'all want to do. <laughs> Michael responding to Amanda's sus feeling. I get, I don't, I don't get a sus feeling about Dart. I get a feeling that the person that we meet that is the corrections officer is going to be like a, oh, God. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's, I think that's yeah. more fair to say. Um, um, but Nick hey. and Thomas saying no. <laughs> Can I get an insight check on sure. Dart? Thirteen. It seems like a fairly innocuous request. I mean, looking at him, he doesn't look especially sinister. I mean, didn't we all just, like, walk here? Right, or, I mean, Monique has a carriage, but I don't think we... Um, actually, I, my, my carriage got left behind when yeah. we... Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if thing, you just wanted, so... like, a group to walk with... I mean, I, I mean, guess, but that's all we got, buddy. Actually, this raises a good point. I don't think we can walk all the way to Opula. It will take us far too long. We might need to take a cab. Um, I. It's been a while since I've been on the East Coast. What's a cab? <coughs> a, a, you know, a carriage for hire. Okay. Okay. Just that, that, that was my... Assumption. A taxi, if you will. Sorry. I, I believe that's what you West Coasters Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, they, they're... They're, they're the carriages that are painted in that nice yellow and black checkered pattern. Yes, yeah. yes, precisely. Okay. I think it's Not a little yet. cruel that they paint the horses too, but what are you gonna do? I think they I think they do a humane um, friend animal friendly paint. I think it's Oh like a, food coloring? Yeah. You know what? Just like, I, you know I'm, I'm I was <laughs> telling I was telling B here um, about this book that I read. Uh, as a child, and they had a color-changing horse in it, believe it or not. You know, I, I actually, pretty... I prefer Uber, so I don't really like taxis. Okay, uh, that's pretty cool. This is clearly very inconvenient. I'm just gonna walk to the courthouse. Forget right. I asked. Um, Kit, and he puts a hand on Kit's shoulder, he says, I'm so sorry for your loss. And he gives him a hug, although since he's so small, he's kind of just hugging his waist. <laughs> and a face full of tentacles. Yeah, two of the tentacles actually wrap around him. <laughs> and he says, um, you know, I, I got to meet with all my responsibilities, but I will do everything I can. Um, if you need anything from me, you know how to get to me. But uh, we're, we're, we're going to be okay. You, you take the time you need to do what you got to do. Yeah, thank you, Dot. I'm, I'm sorry your little vacation didn't... Uh, didn't go all that great. It's, it's, you, you could never do it. Uh, well, thank you anyways. Okay. Or could he? <laughs> this is awkward. No, no, Goodbye. no, that wasn't, that wasn't actually me saying that, that out loud. That was no, no, yes, yeah, I, I didn't hear that, but I did hear everything else. 
Clearly, my request was a little too much for you guys, so I'm just, I'm gonna go. Goodbye. I mean, I'm happy to walk with you. Hi. I hey, was just saying, I'm, I'm like, if, if the goal was to just get, like, a walking group, then sure. I was, you know, I'm just, I just wanted yeah, to know. I, I was hoping you had some vehicle or something yeah, that I could no, hitch no, a, no, a, no. a ride on. You sorry, know, no, no, no vehicle, like a, really. Yeah, no, sorry. No, okay. we, we came here on the, on the wheels of a dream. Okay, well, you know, it's gonna take me an hour, so I'm, just, I'm gonna start walking. Goodbye. <laughs> This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of T.J. Berry as Tyronicus, Amanda Fernandez Acosta as Barbara, Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, Michael Pisani as Jessica Felcher, and Hannah Schooner as Viper. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. Editing was done by Hannah Schooner and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Giancarlo Herrera. If you want to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our After the Show show, After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh! And don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons and Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Now playing from Voyage Media. A naked woman picked up the recently decapitated head of a goat that had been sitting in a large silver-colored bowl. She held the goat's head high above hers, its dull black eyes staring emptily as she threw her black hair and allowed the blood to trickle down the front of her body. When the lights go down... What stories really stick with you? Presenting Fever Dreams, an anthology of dark genre stories, horror, crime, sci-fi. My eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls. A man's face, set inside a raging sun. The eyes started to glow. Now playing from Voyage Media. In association with Seven Lamb Productions, creators of the hit audio drama Tower 4. A new descent into darkness in every episode. Season 1 of Fever Dreams, a pulp collection. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts.